to the podcast. So, first one, main voyage, and we're here with Skies Like Rockets. Oh, yeah. So, your local band here in the Provo Orem area. So, how about you guys introduce yourselves and give us a little bit of background? Yeah. My name is Nate. Um, I'm singer and guitarist for Skies Like Rockets. Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington area is where I grew up. Um, yeah. I'm Luke. Um, I come. Or I'm the drummer, and I come from Melba, Idaho, small town in Idaho, south of Boise. And uh, not with us right now is Ethan and Jake. May God is... rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> and Ethan is the the bassist, and Jake is the guitarist. Yeah. He's not actually dead. Just <laughs> for anyone who watches this. Saxon is founder, CEO, and god of the music. <laughs> we'll call overlord, overruler. Yeah, potentate. There we go. Dictator. Czar. Yeah, I prefer the term czar. Czar. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about like the origin stories. Like the origin story of yeah. Skies Like Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because didn't um, you have a solo project before yeah. you did this? So around this time last year, I was doing acoustic solo project. I was, I moved from Salt Lake. I've been playing in bands my whole life. Like, well, not my whole life, but um, ever since I like uh, went to college. Um, so I dropped out of a band, or like a really heavy rock band. Hmm. And I was like, I want to go the opposite direction and do some acoustic stuff. <laughs> and I started playing little acoustic shows everywhere, like just, you know, in small little venues, like not even venues, like small places. I released some music, recorded some a pretty cool EP actually here in Cold House. Hmm. I lived right across the street. And I just was not having as much fun playing by myself. <laughs> and I grew up listening to pop punk punk music and rock music of all kinds and so I started looking for um, some musicians to jam with I wasn't even really thinking about starting a band hmm. and then I hit up Craigslist because I was kind of desperate and didn't know anyone normally I wouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend it <laughs> but uh, yeah the first drummer I ran into was Luke nice. yeah. yeah met here and we started I think we played like I had written a bunch of songs already and we just started jamming on random songs. He had never heard him really. Wow. And it sounded awesome. So I was like, dude, let's just, just find some more guys and make a band. Yeah, to be honest, like, Bleachers <laughs> was like a smash. I freaking, I love That was one of the first music. ones, yeah. I yeah. was like, when I heard it, I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have him. <laughs> we gotta do this right now. And yeah. that was like the birth of like the Underdog concert series and all that. Sweet. But Nate and I actually have like a weird kind of like backstory connection. Huh. Actually, the person you said, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. The people who were like inspired you to like start writing music and singing and stuff like that, and like do concerts out in Idaho. It's just kind of a weird culture, right? In Idaho, like you kind of go door to door and you just like play in people's apartments. And yeah, stuff yeah, like that, right? That's what you're yeah. Saying. When I was in started bands, it was mainly in uh, BYU, Idaho, and Rexburg. So hmm. there's just students there and farmers. <laughs> so there's no venue there's a venue but it would go out of business every three months <laughs> and so we would just play in like apartment lounges and just like until we get kicked out hmm. but we, there'd be like 50 people maybe on a good one so we'd play with like various bands and stuff and it's just like 
There was a small little scene and still doing pretty good right now. That's like the most underground of it's the It's super underground. <laughs> That's like so sick. But those are like my favorite shows, like some of the ones that we played in some cool lounges, like 50 people there just going crazy that's but sweet. that's not even how we're connected so like van lady love right yes van yeah, lady love was like um this was a long time ago like three four years ago wow. um me and my buddy a good friend of mine alejandro were just like oh i had some battle of the bands the school put on and uh, we were like this is really bad and so we like we just left and then randomly we heard there was some weird show going on at sammy's which is the only local venue and we walked in, there's like four people, and we're like, why is there no one here? This band is amazing, they're super loud, and like, singer was amazing, really catchy tunes. And so I bought like one of the CDs there, and like, became a little fan. <laughs> and they, they would come all the time, like, all the time in Rexburg, I remember back then, so. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's a weird board. connection me and Saxon yeah. had. Well, because I was I working them. with, yeah, their label, and then I was like, when I started telling them that, I was like, oh yeah. Now they like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny yeah, how things it come together. Yeah, for sure. And for me, I guess you already told them about the Craigslist, how we met through there. Yeah. Like, my backstory is I've been playing drums ever since sixth grade. I had, like, a little high school band. We never really played anywhere. But I'd never really been in a band. Uh, and so I'm like, I was getting the hankering to play hmm. with a band yeah. randomly. And I, so I look on Craigslist, happened to... Happened to see Nate's post, but then in the end, it turns out we have a mutual friend that I was playing with before. Yeah, and uh, what a yeah. crazy like yeah, happenstance! Really <laughs> like at the same time he posted the ad, you're like, like the exact same time. That we, is like, insane. Yeah. Meet up and it was cool. Yeah, and like yeah, our our friend, his name's Tag. He he played in a lot of those little underground shows with me up in Idaho, and so I was kind of like asking if he knew anyone in the area and stuff. I don't know if he mentioned Luke, but then like that same couple of days later, Luke hit me up on Craigslist, and we were like, "Let's jam." <laughs> we found out we had a good friend in common, so let's figured he'd be good. I figured if he's jamming with Tag, he's probably good. And then we have the same taste in <laughs> music. Like, let's let's yeah, yeah. That. That's cool. So, how did the other members of the band kind of link up with you guys? Um, well, Ethan's story is um pretty awesome. <laughs> We released, we had another bassist, um, Evan, um, for the first, like, six months of the band, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. It was great. We were doing really well. Uh, we released a song called Colorblind. We made a music video. Mm-hmm. And the video is, like, about a guy kind of, like, hates his job, hates his life. And at the end, uh, this main character comes in and, like, joins the band and singing the last chorus. That guy was Ethan, who... Uh, ended up being in our band wow. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of the storytelling that's cool. <laughs> so through the video and then, oh. he's just a good friend of ours and then buddy. he wanted yeah. to be in the video and then as soon as there was an opening he wanted to be the bassist so gave him a shot we were all for it super talented <laughs> not just bass he plays a lot of instruments it's oh. really talented musician so and then we decided that we wanted some more sound because we were a trio like you know we could use some more sound the yeah. songs that we're playing are getting a little complex so, in the studio, it'd be one thing, and then yeah. live is like really watered down. Mm-hmm. Some people can really pull it off, but for us, we just really thought a second guy would be great. So and that's how we found Jake actually through Craigslist as well. Craigslist is proud. Get on Craigslist. Oh yeah. yeah, you owe a lot to that. Yeah, that's sweet. That's I figured the luck the first time, dude. Like, try second time. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. he's, they've been playing with us for three months. 
Yeah, it's about the same time they joined, I think. Yeah. So, do you guys have like a album ready to drop? You've been working on some songs because we have our newest release will probably be the end of the next week. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're working on a a song called Safe. Um, it's actually like an EP version of Safe. We've released like a demo of it before. Hmm. Um, but we went to the studio, pedal our sound up in Salt Lake, did it, and then. Since we have new members, we've been just kind. Of, we were gonna release an EP, but since we have a new lineup, we just decided to take back. So we're gonna be hopefully doing an EP by the end of the summer. That's sweet. We have about 10, 11 songs. Yes, yeah, constantly like inventory, yeah, but uh, lots of new songs. Constantly reworking them and finding what's best and what we should release. That's great because your music video had like two two K, right? Yeah, it's Over coming up 2K. on three or something. Yeah, almost three thousand views for. For it's not bad first for video like because <laughs> yeah. you guys promotion it was pretty cool <laughs> we're like cool man because you dropped that in February right yeah. the only reason I had a lot is because Ethan's you know he's yeah. he was a good looking guy <laughs> 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 that's why he's the basis that's why he's the basis now it's like brought him on they come to the shows now and they're like the singer's not as attractive that's <laughs> funny <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Logic probably took inspiration from your video. <laughs> Logic. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, <laughs> so do you guys have any other music videos that you're thinking about filming? Yeah, actually for the the new song that we're releasing next week, we want to. We're going to drop that first, but then we're planning on tagging a, another video onto Sick. that. And uh, we're in the works. We have a few ideas. That's sweet. But nothing concrete yet. That's sweet. Yeah, it's hard to do. Videos are hard. It's going to be like really creative and mm-hmm. also fit the budget or mm-hmm. ideas. You <laughs> have to be able to have the resources to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like really hard. So, yeah. So, kind of what we do is like with the interviews is like, so towards the end, we're going to like chop off the rest of it so they have to go listen to the podcast in order to listen to the full thing, right? Okay. So, like, just right here before we like keep going, where can people like find your music? Where can people find your like media? What are you on? What do you want to push people to? Or um, we're on everything. Um, number one is Spotify. Um, I recommend following us because we're going to be releasing a lot of music soon, and it helps the bands if you have lots of followers on there. So that'd be cool. But we're on every streaming platform, all the social medias. Our Twitter has no love, but uh, <laughs> our Instagram does really well. We have a lot. We like, yeah, we have our fan base there is pretty good so. and it's just at skies like rockets right yeah. everything is at skies yeah. like rockets oh okay so it's an original I mean, it's enough such name a good name <laughs> i you. know but you would think that like because it is such a good name right. like you know somebody would have taken it yeah that's so all just like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome all right so we'll push people there i'll kind of want to talk a little bit more too about like the uh, the question that talent asked when, when you guys start talking about like getting uh music videos and stuff like that like what um like, how do you guys usually go about, like, getting the resources to, like, do that kind of stuff? You know, those kinds of projects. Especially for people who have never done music videos, you know? Because your guys' is, is, I feel like it's, because you, you watch it too, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, really well done, It's right? really well it's done. It's got, like, yeah. a whole story. Yeah. I mean, and, like, the fact that, um, I mean, it even looks like they rented out, like, an office space, <laughs> right, to, like, get stuff done. Like, there's areas. Like, how do you, how do you even, like... I mean, first off, I mean, you know, there's got to be the vision. Somebody's got to have right. it, you know. And, and if it's not like one of you guys, you got to trust like a videographer that has like a good vision for your yeah. music video. You know what I mean? It was like, a. How does that go? It was really collaborative, really. Like, yeah. It started off with how did I don't even know yeah. where the TV the yeah. TV started it all to be honest. Huh. 
us. Yeah. So we were like, let's smash a TV. Like, yeah, that was it. That was how it all started. We're like, I want to smash a TV with a sledgehammer. And we're like, okay, well, why don't we have, you know, you playing in there? And then from there, it kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of grew into this story. It's like, this guy, you know, because the song Colorblind is all about, you know. Yeah, the, the song it, itself, like, once we had some cool ideas of, like, things we wanted to include in the video, um, the storyline was really easy. Because it was, uh, the reason we chose that single pretty much was, like, besides being pretty heavy and, like, having a catchy melody and everything, the story for me was, like, pretty important. Mm. Just being stuck at a dead-end job, not being able to do what you want to do in the time that you have kind of sucks. And so that's what the song is about. It's just about chasing your passions and not like um, listening to like the naysayers and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to include someone going through, I guess what I was going through, just like hating her job and just being miserable. And then, you know, not necessarily joining a band, but just being able to do what you want, doing what you want, so. and what you love. And in terms of, I guess, advice for other people, um, all of that was at zero cost to us because yeah. I knew a guy that was a videographer. You know, I worked with him. The office space was where I work at. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, when oh, everybody nice. was gone, we came in and I unlocked him. Yeah. We got the <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Dallin Shepard, who owns the Rad Shack, plays yeah. in Famous Friends as well. Yeah. He's the one who let us uh, play, play that venue there. Super so punk looking. Our other yeah. ideas. We had other ideas, and we're glad the other ones fell through because that one was just like perfect place. Just like. Super fun venue to play. It's so tiny and super punk rock, but it fit the vibe really well. So, yeah. so the advice is, I'm sh- like everybody has a friend that knows a friend that knows a videographer that will yeah. do it for free or for really cheap as a favor. And then yeah, so it was us that came up with the script. Like entirely, we, we pretty much we yeah. take a, what is it called? We take creative, lots of pride in our pride. That's yeah. or something yeah. like that. Very collaborative, man. Yeah, <laughs> very proud of that part of it super fun yeah that's great so speaking about like collaboration and stuff um let's talk about like bleachers mm-hmm. tell what, what was the creative process for that for the actual song mm-hmm. um bleachers was before i met luke like uh probably last summer i wrote that song um to be honest it was um I, I had some new gear. I think I got like a new amp or something. So I was like really inspired by some like clean tones I was getting. And so I made some riffs. And when it came down to lyrical stuff, I'm a really big baseball fan. That's like, I grew up playing baseball mm-hmm. my whole life and just 24 seven year round before I switched to music really. That was my passion. So I wanted to find a way to like incorporate themes of baseball and it just kind of blends with themes of baseball and uh, a relationship I had before hmm. where I didn't get like a lot of support hmm. um, and the person who really believed in me. So yeah, that's where all the lyrics come from. Just like me swinging for the fences, hoping that I get where I want to be in life and also finding someone that will be there to help me out. So. Holy crap, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> it was, there's a lot of themes in that song. Yeah. And, and musically, usually how it goes is Nate will come with, with an idea and then we start playing it together, and you know I come up yeah. with the the beats, and I have a weird, I'm kind of weird when it comes to beats, uh, like bands like Biffy Clyro, like yeah, if there's the bands that I love, like their beats are just a little off the beaten path huh. of uh, mainstream bands, so like a lot of 
you know, halftime or off beats on the snare if you listen to our music. You don't listen to, like, acid jazz or anything like that. <laughs> no, that. I probably should. Experimental <laughs> jazz. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always something way different than I yeah, expect, so you know. <laughs> we find a happy place in, in the medium, and we're both usually really, really happy mm-hmm. with it. That's cool. That's how it usually forms. Yeah, dude, because you kill it, man. You freaking Thanks. kill it on the drums <laughs> up there, bro. It's that's always crazy. Like watch your live show because you just get so into it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like I drummers, love man. If drummers. you're not, it's not a good drummer unless he's getting into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? He can't be a stale drummer, or else nobody's gonna get into it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of the guy that's supposed to be the hype man of the yeah. group. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just off in the back, like just like no doing yeah, his exactly. own thing. Because if you like turn around and you look, because I like. Like, uh, so when I do my music, like I use, like, like a lot of rappers, even like you have a DJ and you turn around and your DJ is just kind of like sitting there, like mixing the music and you're like, all right, time to bring the party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm by myself, baby. <laughs> but then Nate just turns around and gets a little, gets a little dose, you know, turns back around and, all right, let's do this. Right, let's go. <laughs> That's how it works. That's good. Nice, man. So who are some of the bands that are like kind of off that are your inspiration for drumming, like? Oh man, um, definitely Biffy Clyro. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're yeah, like they're amazing. <laughs> it's probably just... not my my top favorite band, top favorite drum. Where are they out of? They're out of Scotland, actually. Oh, cool. It's yeah. no wonder they're off to be in. Yeah, they're like super huge in Europe. Um, huh. And I went world, to England. I lived in England. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Biffy Clyro. I always love Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, He's nice. a huge inspiration. Yeah, if that's not if you're a drummer, that's not I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, not really anything plays, special. Man. No, it's it's special for everyone, man. <laughs> yeah. Parker is God's gift to the world, all right? For yeah. Him. Yeah. There's nothing that man can't do. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, Angels and Airwaves, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like for more spacey, like yeah. drawn out cymbals, and we use a lot of that kind of stuff in Safe, uh, the song that we'll be releasing soon. Sick. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, so I gotta ask you because Nate and I always have these like deep discussions about like the music industry and stuff. And like <laughs> talking about Europe kind of reminds me of it. Like, what do you guys think about just like the rock scene in America versus like the rock scene in Europe? Because I've been seeing some Utah bands go over to do like festivals and stuff mm-hmm. like that in Europe. And then even you hear about like Good Charlotte, they throw their their fest. Like I haven't seen them do a tour out here in America in a while. At least you never right. like it's not like super pushed right. in your face or advertised as heavily as you know other artists but like when i saw europe like good charlotte was like a big deal still like traveling around out there you know what i mean and so i don't know what do you get what do you guys like think about that like he know he lived in uk so two years so you said I, two years i was there no uh uh england actually okay oh, and okay. wales wales oh and nice oh shoot but do you uh, speak welsh no, no. <laughs> a, little, a little bit a little bit just their accent is enough to throw you off but, uh yeah i think it seems like the UK is way more enriched, like, by, and with rock music than than here. I feel like the mainstream stuff here is, you know, the hip hop and mm. the and the rap scene is way bigger here as opposed to the UK. And that's so, been a shift recently. Mm-hmm. And so the rock scene seems to be very much alive. Yeah, very very much alive over in in UK. Like a lot of my favorite bands right now that are like modern, like um, active bands are. Up all in UK mm-hmm. so many of them that are great right now so that's sweet I've never really put that much thought into it but now that you say that <laughs> yeah you'd be like well, well why is that how do you think Utah stacks up is it different than- when it comes to the music scene like mm-hmm. um, 
Andy. I, <laughs> well, I, there's so many great artists in Utah. And oh, yeah. When I when I was playing in uh, in Seattle um, a couple of years ago, um, I mean they have a pretty big history, but hasn't really gone anywhere. I would mm-hmm. say I'd say it's like the same sound. Right. Just kind of beat down crunch keeps going coming back trying to come back um but here just like there's all type there's lots of indie rock but there's lots of different musicians and the big thing for me is a lot of people come to shows mm-hmm. and especially in provo mm-hmm. and, but it's all like too it's like at live music is like the big mm-hmm. thing here so it's so much more fun for me anyway because mm-hmm. it's people are excited to see you live rather than just like hear your music i guess mm-hmm. so is Utah Valley pretty, pretty popping as far as the rock scene goes? Then, um, as far as the rock scene, I think it's. Uh, I don't it's know. hard to say. Like probably more so than other, but not nearly as much as some other places. Right. You know? But compared to the other genres, I'd say no. But okay. we're trying to change that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, there's a lot of good rock bands out there, though. Right. So like, um, a lot of them are making lots of noise right now. Like Citizen Soldiers, a great one. The great fan base to play a lot. So. A lot of big bands that are coming up. So what are what are some of like your biggest influences as far as Utah bands go? Utah bands. Ooh, it's tough. Um the only ones I like like rock bands that come to mind from Utah, um, I would say the used, but I don't really listen too much of them. They're a great band. Right. They were like Love they were a big. Right. He's a big used right. fan, so that's why I mentioned it. That's mm-hmm. my teenage angst. Movies of my child. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know, I guess local ones here now that I've appreciated a lot, and my main one would be Harshmellow, and they play a lot. They're they're really active in in Salt Lake. Cool. And maybe you've heard of them, but yeah, we, we played, have done some work. We with played them, our right? our first show. They was that our first one. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. First our first show we ever played, they were in the bill, and I really liked them. Yeah, Ta- so. tell us more about them. What's what's it been like to work with them? Oh, we've only like, we've only played one show uh-huh. um, with them, but uh, yeah, they're they're indie, but they get heavy and yeah. they're just like yeah, marshmallow. Cool it's very soft and then poof. that's cool. They're like a mix of us with the that's what the I love. Indie scene that's here. that's something that's kind of important to me in music and that I write too. Just like something that's like really like melodic and slow and then just hits you hard they kind of have some like yeah. surfer songs too yes yes yeah. it's like dynamic <laughs> i love dynamic songs and they seem yeah. to hit that on the head yeah. really good that way it's sweet i can definitely do like any version you know like any genre <laughs> yep. that i feel like yep. can put it out there you mm-hmm. know what i mean because i was like looking on soundcloud for marshmallow like developing our website and stuff we're gonna we're gonna debut like uh, top artists in the area and stuff and then we're gonna have like one new artist every month for each genre of music that cool. we're gonna like put up and the one of like I was looking for harsh because I was like yeah I remember you guys recommending them and I pulled up their SoundCloud because I can like I can't link Spotify accounts to it yet and so I was like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get their like SoundCloud you know and I went and the only one I found they have one song up it's really? a surf song yeah it's like a surf song oh man it's dope but it's, it was so more. it threw me off because <laughs> I listened to their Spotify stuff and it's like hard right and then I go on to SoundCloud and it's just like this surf song right it's like surf rock yeah it was it was like it's a dope song but I was like different identity for every platform yeah you guys need to update that. update your SoundCloud yep and then start throwing it on my website yep. <laughs> note taken <laughs> So as far as venues and stuff, like where where did you play with Harshmello? That, that was a Rad Shack 
Rad Shack. Cool. Rad Shack. Yeah. Cool. It was crowded and really hot and sweaty. <laughs> For those of you that don't know the Rad Shack, <laughs> it's, it's like a it's very 20, 20 foot by 20 foot little shack. Yeah. It's a shack, man. Yeah, and like tons of people yeah. cram in it there. Maybe it show, fit like 50. It's so cool, though, man. Like yeah. the environment. Is that was just the best amazing. first show. I, yeah. It was really cool because it was just so everyone that we knew was coming just to hear what we've been up to the last like four months. And then we could, could barely fit them in. And it was yeah. just like hot. Yeah, that's another thing is it's all free. It's like yeah. if you want to donate something, you mm-hmm. can. There's like a jar up front, but mostly it's mm-hmm. just people love music. And the band, we love music, so we're willing to go play for people. And it's just a good time. So go follow freaking it's not about Rad Shack on Facebook. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a like. I deserve it. Yeah, the other venues we played so far are um, Kobe Court a couple of times. Okay. I love playing there. Super nice sound and great sound. It's got a cool history and let's open Salt Lake, right? Yeah, a lot of great bands come through there. And then the Loading Dock as well, up in Salt Lake. Cool. Loading Dock. We played cool. with a cool um, touring band. That was cool. So. so we're gonna wrap up in just a couple minutes. What are what are like some parting words or some shout outs that you want to give? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at shout outs. <laughs> I guess uh, just upcoming things for us. We got the song, the new song, Safe, being released. Yes. Um, coming next week. And then by the end of the end summer, of summer our goal is to have we got an EP coming. It's going to be coming. Nice. And then after that, it's all, it's all going to be coming fast. Yeah, so until then, we'll, we probably won't be playing too many shows. Um, just focus on writing and having a killer EP so mm-hmm. we'll be going hard after that so. cool and uh, we, so. have a, we have a festival also coming yes. up in September that we're playing at um, it's called you guys playing Gluefest? Gluefest yeah. yeah. so, so, dude they, really they've far, got so like, many good artists lined up for that yeah I'm kind of stoked I wish I knew who that was yeah I have no idea so slide in my DMs if <laughs> if you're Gluefest <laughs> and you're watching this <laughs> I want to talk to you I have some questions for you <laughs> but yeah so we'll we'll link their accounts down below we'll make sure that we put uh all their you know links to their music and stuff like that into their social media in the description so click on that um this has been streamhook streamcast 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 come on guys streamcast that's your own name streamcast streamcast we just made it up today okay Props today. I, I actually wasn't recording like the beginning of the whole conversation, so I don't even have that. I'm a little disappointed that it was birthed and it wasn't birthed on the, you know, on record. You know, let's call it a birthday, and it's it's mm. the streamcast right now. This is, this will be the birthday of streamcast. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be here, man. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Dope. All right, thanks so much for coming by, guys. We really appreciate it. Sweet.